or series, and I got, oh, I got plenty of time. But this is going to, I want to tell you, I have been out of the pulpit since April the 28th, the last time I preached. I mean, I was, I helped in some of the service the other day at the funeral, but uh, I've, I've missed, I've missed teaching this series. So we're back in the series. We started a series back in February called Family, God's Design. And, and, it, and it really is, people. Family is God's design. I mean, somebody didn't just make this up. This is God's idea. Family. He, he was sitting around with the Holy Ghost and Jesus one day and he said, Hey, let us make God in our image. And so they did. You read it in Genesis. Who's he talking to? He says, it's, read it right there in Genesis. He says, let us, let us, the Trinity... The Holy Trinity. Let us make man in our image. And that word man literally means mankind. All of us. Amen. And so he's the one. It was the beginning. He was a family himself. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They were together as a family. And they created all things. And all things that were created were created by them. Amen. So, praise God, we're getting in. We're in, and since February, we're now in part nine, and part nine has a, a catch in it. It's a part nine A and a part nine B. So, you can't miss the next two weeks, today and next week. If you do, I'm going to spank you. Or, no. <laughs> you just have to get the CD if you miss it. But this, I want to tell you, and I, I sent out a Facebook post. How many of y'all saw my Facebook post this morning? Two, three, three people. It doesn't really get anywhere. You know, i got to do more. I don't know what to do. But anyway, I sent out a post and I encouraged uh, husbands, bring your wives to church today. <laughs> bring your wives to church. Because we've been talking about the husbands, right? We've been talking about the husbands uh, last few weeks ago. When I was still on the series, talking about the husbands and their role and what their, how to meet their wife's needs and all that stuff, we went through that. Now, now, guys, it's the wives' turn. Y'all ready for this? Now it's the wives' turn. And uh, you're going to love this. So I want to tell you something. Uh, the marriage institution that God instituted when He put Adam and Eve together, that was the first marriage. In the Bible. And God blessed it. And He still blesses it today. Amen. Marriage is blessed. If you're, if you're just living together, you're not married, you're, you're, you're missing out on a covenant relationship. That's what it is. It's not that you're, it's not that you're living together is, is, um, bad, but I'm just telling you, it's, that's not God's best. I'll put it like that. That's not God's best for you. Amen. God wants us to, to get married, have covenant, and reproduce. Amen? That's what it's for. That's what marriage instituted was, began that way. So I'm just saying, once you, once you make that covenant with God in marriage, the marriage changes and has great strength. And, and blessings just begin to flow in your life. That's God's best. That's God's best. Amen? And so, let me get it. Y'all ready for me to get into this? Y'all want me to just shut up and get into it? But aren't you glad you came today? Amen. Amen. We're going to talk about the role of the wife. 
We've spoken a great deal to the men and their roles in the marriage and family. And we'll talk some more to the men when we get into the parenting and, and discipline part of the teachings later on in the series. We may go all the way to Christmas with this thing. It is awesome. It's just good. Have you all enjoyed it? It's good, isn't it? And today you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be so blessed today that you're going to come back tomorrow. You might have had other plans, but you're going to be back. I just declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let me just say, I won't be able to cover everything on the subject of the family. Because it's just, I could go on forever. But I'm going to cover a lot. We're going to get into a lot of it. So uh, uh, we face new challenges all the time. And, and I want to tell you, the Bible is relevant even today. For families, some people say that the Bible's not relevant for today, and I say you you are a liar, your pants are on fire. And no, it is relevant to today. Always remember this: the Bible has an answer to everything we come across in life. It's in the Bible. How to deal with it? How to handle it? How to pray about it? It's in God's Word. And it may not be the popular answer or the politically correct answer, but it will be the right answer. Amen? How many of you would rather be right than politically right? Or politically correct? Huh? Biblically right. That's right. But we must have a standard to live by. And to those who believe, if you're a believer, the Bible, this Bible, this is God's holy word. It's our standard. This is what we base our morals on if you're a Christian. Amen? Y'all understand that? Uh, and people get off on the way, well, yeah, but you Christians, just, y'all just interpret that however y'all want it. No, it's, it's one way to interpret it, and it's the Holy Spirit's way. He's our teacher. If there's something in here you don't understand, you find somebody that's a Christian and, and get them to help you. And the Holy Spirit, if you just ask Him to, to teach you the Word, He will. He will. Amen. So the truth that are laid out in this book are what guides us in life and tells us what's right and what's wrong. Okay, husbands, the wives are going to get theirs now. So just sit back and relax and enjoy this teaching. All the men said, Amen. Where's your wife? <laughs> You're going to have to get that CD and take it home. You're going to love this, though. You're going to love this. Now, wives, I must tell you that it's not easy for me to teach this because I have to use the dreaded S word. What's that? Submit. And you'll find this word in Colossians 3.18. Here it is. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Let's say I'll say it together. Wives, to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Now, the reason why this is so very important that a wife learn to submit to her husband is something I want you to write down. So you want to write this down. Write this next statement down. Do we have it? The next statement. Write this down. The wife who willingly submits to her husband's leadership glorifies God. But, Pastor, you don't... Ain't no buts in it. Get your butt out of the way. Now, there's some conditions, and we're going to talk about that. You know I'm going to get there. 
But this is true. This is a very true statement right here. And remember that. I'm, I'm glad you wrote it down. If, it, if it's not, you saw it in your eyes, I know you got it. Amen. Now, I know that's not politically correct in today's lifestyle and culture here in America. It's not uh, politically correct, but, but it is biblically correct. And there's probably some of you wives here today who may be offended by me saying even just that right there. You're probably burning right, seething right now inside. How far is he going to go with this? Because really, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, women, wives. I'm with you on this because there is so much demand on women today to be successful and have careers and be independent as well and raise the kids, cook, clean the house, do all those things. And we have this feminine, feminist movement that's going on here in America as well. Probably around the world too. I don't know. I just know about home. But there's a feminist movement who have their own agenda. But today's wife has incredible uh, pressures and expectations put on them. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. And many wives are so frustrated because they're unable to meet the expectations put on themselves. It's really got to be tough being a wife today. I wouldn't want to be one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Glad I'm not. And have babies? Uh-uh. Wouldn't happen. No, I started to say something, but I ain't going to say it. We talked about we talked about getting cameras and doing live DVDs and videos, and I said, oh, no, man, I lie. I'll be able to say something, there's no telling. We'd have to have an edit machine for sure or somebody. So really, a lot of you wives have two full-time jobs today. Really. And, and you... Which you probably don't even get paid for. Yeah. One of them at least probably you don't get paid for. And now the husband has some expectations of his wife on top of all that. Now let me ask a question. How many of you in here this morning have been married at least one year? Okay, then, you, then you're going to understand this next statement I'm going to make. Your wife is a finely tuned meticulously calibrated, divinely created instrument that needs to be handled with great care. All the women said. Is that the truth? And husbands, you know that. You've been married at least a year. You know that's right. Because you've been dropping and messing up. I know it. I said, you've got to take that CD to it. And everyone in here knows that it's true, and that's why we say it, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy in the house. (laughs) Let me ask you wives a question, but don't answer it, though. I just want to ask you a question, but don't answer it. Just think about it. How many of you are in a marriage right now where all these great expectations for your husband have never been met? Think about it. Don't say it. Let me give you an example. You thought you were marrying Prince Charming. (laughs) You got Shrek. (laughs) 
He's green all over. You thought you were marrying a knight in shining armor. And he, he won't even wash the car. And here's one every wife thinks. After we're married, I'll change him. Boy, did they fool you. Oh, he'll meet all my needs and fulfill all my desires after we're married and I train him. We, we all know that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. And I counsel people. When I counsel them for marriage, I tell them, what is it about him you don't like now? Do you want it to change? Are you okay with that being forever through your marriage? I go to ask him those questions. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, if he's like that now, you think you're going to change him, you're sorely mistaken. Now God can, but you can't. And so if things are going on with the husband in your marriage right now and you want it to change, you better pray. And you better pray to the one who can do it. Because you can't. Amen. So I bet most of you, if you're like most every other family, have a family portrait. And I'm going to get a family portrait and put it up next week on the deal, on the second part of this. But you have a family portrait in your home. But the family that lives there is probably far from the happy family picture that you have. (laughs) Am I right? Now, we talked a few weeks ago about the man's role as the husband and father and leader in the family. And now I want to get into the wife's role in the family. What role can the wife play in the family so that God can bring that family into a more picture-perfect family? Now, if you're a wife here this morning, I want you to kind of let your guard down because I want to give you some good news. This message is not going to put more pressure on you. It's going to take more pressure off of you. Let me tell you why. All these expectations you have of yourself and all of the expectations your kids have of you And your husband has for you. And your in-laws have for you. And all your family has for you. Man, just think about that. Now, the wives, all of you, I know you, you, you think about all these things. I got the kids wanting this. I got husband wanting this. I got in-laws wanting this. The whole family is wanting this. I got other relatives. There's there's just so much pressure. I, I understand that. I get that. I see it. I've experienced it too in our own home. I've I've seen this this what what you wives have to go through. It's it's tough. And all we got to do is just come home, take our shoes off, and sit down and watch TV. <laughs> when you, yeah. But when you go to God, wives, listen, when you go to God and you ask him, what is your expectation, expectations for me as a wife? What do you want out of me? And the amazing thing that God says to every wife is, I've only got one. I've only got one expectation for you. And it's for your good. And if you'll do it, you'll be a lot happier. Boy, don't you know, don't you, don't you want to know that one thing? 
I'm going to wait till next week. No, I'm not. You're going to like it, though, when I tell you here in a moment. I'm going to do just like they do on The Voice. They hold out. They don't tell you who's the winner for a long time. You're going to like it. Your husband's going to like it. You'll raise better children. You'll have a better home, a more peaceful life, a more peaceful home, a more peaceful family life. That picture will be a picture of a happy family. And it's just one. And here it is. Here it is. Do we have it? Respect your husband by submitting to his leadership. Now, that may not have been what you were looking for. Maybe you're disappointed. But that's what God said. I didn't say that. That wasn't my rule. That was God, that's God's rule. And that's God's expectation for every wife. And I'm going to go, and that may be hard to even receive right now. But by the time I get through with today's message, you're going to see that it glorifies God. Because you're all sitting there mad now. I wanted more than that. I wanted more than that. But that's God. Remember where this came from. He said, I simply want you to respect your husband by submitting to his leadership. That's it. That's it. You may not be a great cook. That's, that's okay. You may not be real good at helping the kids with their homework. We can get by without that. You may not like to handle the money. That's okay. But here's one thing, wives, that you must do. You've got to respect your husband by submitting to his leadership. And ladies, I want you to remember this also. How you look at your husband or how you see your husband will determine how you live with your husband. I'm, I think I've got to say that again. How you look at your husband will determine how you live with your husband. It's going to be so good in a little bit. It's kind of tough right now to swallow, but it's going to get better. Respecting your husband and submitting to his leadership begins with how you look at him. Let me give you an example. Do you look at your husband as someone that God has placed in your life? As the leader of your family? That you're going to respect and follow regardless of or in spite of all of his faults. And boy, there are many on some of them. And all of his problems. And boy, that's a lot of them and some of them. Or do you look at your husband and say to him, I will respect you and I will follow you if I think you deserve it. Or if I think you're taking us in the right direction. Direction. Or, if you meet certain conditions. Are you conditional with how you see your husband? How you look at your husband? Man, why did I come to church today? Now, God doesn't mince words. And I'm just the messenger. Don't, don't get mad at me. This is what God says. God expects respect. He expects respect. God says to every wife, I want you to glorify me by respecting your husband and submitting to his leadership. I'm not 
preaching this message so I can get Kim to do something. She knows. She knows the truth. Yeah. She was down on her knees the other day begging me. Come out from under that bed. No. (laughs) Now, wives, here's the good news. There are only two simple things you have to do to do that. To do that. Number one, wives are to enable your husband's leadership. He needs your help. Enable is the key word here. Let's look at Colossians 3.18 again. And we're going to go through several translations. And uh, it will help us all. Wives, the first one is the New King James Version. It says, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. The Living Bible, he doesn't have it there, so I'm going to just read it to you. It says, you, you wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, for that is what the Lord has planned for you. Then the Message Bible says it like this. Wives, understand and support your husbands by submitting to them in ways that honor the Master. That gives a little more meaning to it. Then the Amplified, which I call the Women's Bible because it's just a lot of words. Wives, be subject to your husbands, subordinate, and adapt yourselves to them as is right and fitting and your proper duty in the Lord. Now, that word be subject or submit literally means to place yourself under. Oh, man. Y'all all wish I wouldn't have said that, don't you? Or subject yourself under the authority of someone else. That's what submit. That's what be subject to or submit to. Now, I know some of you women in here right now, some of you, your blood pressure just shot up. I see some red faces. Some of you are grinding your teeth to hold back your feelings on this subject right now. The hair on your neck is standing up and those claws are extending out. All because I use that dreaded S word. But please just hear me out. Just hear me out. Stay with me. Don't you be leaving on me. We've got a few more minutes. Contrary to what some people would tell you, this is not a cultural issue. It is not a sociological issue. It is not a philosophical issue. It is not an intellectual issue. It is a spiritual issue. Yeah. Because you can't have it both ways. If I were to ask every wife in here, do you believe your husband ought to love you the way God wants him to love you? What would your answer be? Absolutely. If I were to say, do you believe your kids are to obey you the way God wants them to obey you? What would your answer be? Absolutely. If I were to say to you wives, do you believe every parent, every mom, every dad ought to lead their children the way God wants them to lead them? What would your answer be? Absolutely. Well, if you're going to agree to that, 
then you can't take the other part and say that you don't believe you have to submit to your husband. Because it all fits hand in glove. You can't believe one thing and then not believe the other. See, see, God ordained the family. And everyone in that family has a role to play. Everyone in the house. A responsibility they are to fulfill. That's why I don't have pets. They won't submit. <laughs> you tell them not to do that on the floor, they do it anyway. And we just babysit pets. But there's a responsibility for everyone else in the house to fulfill. And the Bible says when you fulfill that role and you meet that responsibility and it begins to come together, God says now you're beginning to look like that picture on the wall. A family that reflects my love for my glory. And you know what amazes me, God says? It amazes me how simple God has put the family together. Think about it. What we just read in Colossians, if you'll read on several verses, there you'll see. To summarize these verses here in Colossians 3, God is basically saying this. Husbands love. Wives respect. Parents train. Children obey. It's not rocket science. It's real simple. Now, let me just say this because I know, I feel some of you wives may be rejecting the idea of submitting to your husbands. Listen, I in no way are implying that women are in any way inferior to men by the fact that they are to submit to their leadership. Now, that kind of fixes some things, right? I told you I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it so good. Just because someone is under the authority of someone else does not mean that they are inferior to them. Everybody say amen. amen. For example, Paul in 1 Corinthians 11.3, he says, But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, let me read the, the Passion Translation to that. It will help you out. The Passion Translation says it like this, But I want you to understand that Christ is the source of every human alive, male and female. Every human, Christ, is the source of every human alive. And Adam was the source of Eve, and God is the source of the Messiah. Now, anybody who has any knowledge of the Bible knows that the Bible never, ever implies, infers, or states that God the Son is inferior to God the Father. Because He's not. God the Son is co-equal with God the Father. And God the Son is co-eternal with God the Father. And God the Son is every bit as much as God as God is Father. But the only reason you and I have any half of a chance of going to heaven is because God the Son, in the Garden of Gethsemane, submitted Himself to the leadership of the Father. And even though He didn't want to go to the cross and He didn't want to die, he said, nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours, Father. And if he hadn't submitted to his Father's leadership, you and I wouldn't have any chance of eternity. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for doing it God's way, Father God's way.
Now, let me just say this to the husbands because they're probably feeling pretty good about this right now. But listen to me, husbands. You can't walk out of here today and use this Bible to hit your wife over the head and say, you have to submit to me. Because if you do that, you'll be calling me tomorrow needing marriage counseling. Or you'll be calling 911. Because let me tell you something, husbands. This is something that you can't force upon your wife. You know, y'all probably tried that and it ain't working. It ain't working. You can't force this. You can't bully your wife into submission. And by the way, there's a big difference between the word submit and the word obey. Amen. This, this verse says, wives, submit yourselves. This is something, wives, you have to do voluntarily. You have to do it voluntarily. Husbands, you cannot make your wife submit. Don't even try that. That's her job. And that's between her and God. If she wants to glorify God, that's what she's got to do. That's what the Word says. And you can't force her. Listen to the difference in submit and obey. Listen to this. Children have to obey their parents and they ought to be disciplined when they don't. You can't make a wife submit to her husband. She has to do that voluntarily. And if she, if she doesn't, you can't spank her. I know the Bible doesn't say to call anybody a fool, but if you try that, you're going to be a fool. A frying pan hurts. But let me say this to the wives. When I say you must submit to your husband, I don't mean that in an absolute sense. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes now. You're going to explain it to me. And here's what I mean by that. I'm assuming that you're married to a husband who would never ask you to do anything ungodly or unbiblical, or unethical, or immoral. And all the wives said, Okay. I'm assuming that you have a husband that may not be perfect, and he may make some mistakes, but he doesn't ask you to do any of those things. And in that way, because he is your husband, God says he wants you to submit voluntarily to your husband's leadership. If you're a single woman here today, and you're thinking about marrying a man, ask yourself this question. Am I willing to submit to the spiritual leadership of this man before you marry him? Ask yourself, ladies, why do I want to marry this man? This man was confronted. He had confronted his wife because she had been giving him the cold shoulder for a couple of months after they were married. And he said to her, why don't you just admit it? You only married me because my grandfather left me $10 million. She said, don't be silly. I don't care who left it to you. (laughs) I I know some of you, you wives can't even believe I'm teaching this today. You're saying, I can't believe this. You're playing right into my husband's hands. I'm going to walk out of here today and my husband's going to say, You have to do this and you have to do that. You've got to submit. But listen, you're missing it. You're missing the whole point. 
if you think that, you're missing the whole point of this teaching. I am not asking you to submit to your husband because that's what he wants. I'm asking you to submit to your husband because that's what God wants. That's what God wants. I see, and I hear about people divorcing all the time. Even in my own family, people divorce, and I hate it. And God hates it too. And He doesn't want things like that happening. He hates divorce. If people would just read my word and do it my way. You know, everybody, in everything in life, if we would just do it God's way. My dad had a little sign on his desk and it said, if they'd just do it my way, they'd save a lot of time and money. And he was right. And if we just do it God's way, we wouldn't have all the trouble we got. We wouldn't. I tell you. Kim and I figured that out long ago, early in our marriage. And I'm glad we would have never made it. We'd have never made it. But God. God came in. If you keep God in the middle of your marriage, you'll have a blessed life. You'll have a blessed wife. And that picture on the wall will be a blessed family. I'm, I'm telling you all the truth. It hurts me to see people that don't make it. You know, I, I've, I've done a lot of weddings, and some of those weddings have failed. And it grieves me. Because maybe, I, you know, I'm thinking, man, I should have said something else. Should have done. But that's their, you know, that's, their, that's not my fault. I told them the truth. And, but I want to make sure I tell everybody the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Because that's what they need. Whether they like it or not, and whether you like it today or not, this is what you need. The issue is not what that, oh, he's going to get what he wants. The issue, whether your husband gets what he wants. The issue is God is God getting what he wants in this marriage. But listen, ladies, you have to enable his leadership. You have to help him with this. John Maxwell said it best when he said, if you want to know whether or not you're leading, just take a look behind you and see if anyone is following. If they're not, you're just out for a walk. Well, ladies, no man can make his wife follow him. You've got to enable his leadership by voluntarily being willing to, because that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to follow his leadership. And uh, now I want to close this part one. And next week we'll get, man, perfect. Uh, I don't know how the Holy Spirit does that. He just knows when to end. We're right right nearly before 12 o'clock here. Hallelujah. God is so good. I never know how long my sermons are going to be. They just work out. <laughs> I want to close with this. And this is a reading of Colossians 3.18. You notice, you may notice, or maybe you haven't noticed, but I haven't read the Passion Translation of that verse. I wanted to save it till the end. Because it says it's so good. Let every wife be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband. For this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. Isn't that good? Mm. But it says, because this is such a beautiful illustration of our union 
with Christ. And it's for all of us to understand. Let every wife be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband. For this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Has it been good? Are you okay? Amen. Good. So you got to call the church now. I don't have a home phone. Amen. Father, we're so grateful and thankful for the Word of God. If we can just, if we can just understand that if we will listen to Your Word, if we will read Your Word and have a, a revelation of the truth and the power of that Word in our lives daily, our daily lives, we wouldn't have all the struggles and all the problems that we face every day because You want to take care of us. And you so want us to, to be who you called us to be. You really do. You love us that much. You made a way where there seemed to be no way. You brought us in to this place. You, you led us into the kingdom by your spirit. And we thank you for that. We're forever grateful for that. Lord, help us to take it all the way in, in our marriage People often get married in a church and never go back. Help us to never forget you, Lord, in the the midst of our marriage, that you will always be the one that sits at our table, the one that is with us constantly, every day. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for making that possible and that kind of relationship with our God. Thank you, Jesus. For giving your life. So the whole world. Could be set free. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.